Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. A wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. And by Stone Bank, a community bank supporting entrepreneurs and farmers nationwide with loans guaranteed by the USDA, SBA, and Farm Services Agency. Learn more at StoneBank.com. And the Arkansas Arts Council, empowering the arts for the benefit of all Arkansans. On the web at ArkansasArts.org. <laughs> Howdy, folks. This is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week, we'll be hearing Grammy Award-winning musician Dom Flemons with renowned cowboy poet Andy Hedges recorded live at the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. Mark Jones offers an archival recording of Ozark original fiddler Charlie Richardson and guest host Charlie Sandage profiles our very own Ozark original cowboy poet, Glenn Orlin. That's this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. Not long ago, we had our annual cowboy weekend here at the Ozark Folk Center, and we were honored to be visited again by Mr. Dom Flemons, who was joined on our stage by his friend, cowboy musician and songwriter Andy Hedges. Dom is a founding member of the celebrated African-American old-time string band, the Carolina Chocolate Drops, and has for several years been exploring the importance of black cowboys in America's cowboy tradition. Andy is a well-known cowboy poet, singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and archivist. The two have been traveling and performing together for some time, and it shows in the tightness of their duo. Chickens in the sack, them bloodhounds on my track. I'm gonna make it to the woods 
If I can, if I can, if I can, I'm gonna make it to the woods if I can. And I did all I can do, can't get along with you. I'm gonna take you to your mama, hey day. When I started putting my, my album Black Cowboys together, it was around 2010. I'm born and raised uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, traveled around a whole bunch. And I was traveling on I-40 around the Painted Desert, and I found a copy of a book called The Negro Cowboys by Philip Everett. And it mentioned that one in four cowboys who helped settle the West alongside the Anglo cowboys, the Mexican vaqueros, and the Native American cowboys, they said they were African-American cowboys. And having grown up in the Southwest... You know, I, I was shocked to learn that there was such a significant part of the early uh, ranching culture that was connected to African-American history. So I began to just search it out first casually on my own. Um, I found uh, a lot of books, a lot of information. I also started to study in on some of the field recordings of John and Alan Lomax, and I found that black cowboys were a part of their early field collecting. And then when I met Andy Hedges, he was uh, so kind to... Uh, get me connected to the National Cowboy Poetry Gathering. And so from there, I was able to take all this information, which I just kind of had cobbled by myself, wondering how could I find relevance in the, all this information and put it together in a, a single album.
hot sand. The boll weevil said, well, this is mighty hot. It'll stand it like a man, and it'll be my home. Be my level as well my my grandparents on both sides I'm half african-american half mexican-american we have these really deep roots in the southwest and my my grandparents came out from Arkansas um, around a place called Lee's Ridge and then another um, my grandfather was from Pineland Texas and so they went out to Flagstaff Arizona getting off of the farm and wanting to uh, create a new life and so uh, I found as I was reading this history uh, you know, my grandparents really didn't talk about being on the farm that much. And so just to read this history, I found there was a relevance and significance to their story that I hadn't really taken into account, nor anybody in the family for that matter. And so 
it was a beautiful way to be able to connect so many different facets of my journey as a musician and as a person. I'm sure I first became aware of Dom through his work with the uh, Carolina Chocolate Drops. But when I did become aware of him and, and was listening to even to some of his earlier solo records, I was kind of exploring my own place in in music as a as a cowboy singer and a guy who recites cowboy poetry. And you know, I love all kinds of American folk music and these different traditions, and was inspired by all of it. And and really through these things like we're discussing, you know, with Jack Thorpe, it was becoming more and more apparent to me that the old time cowboy and his music was much broader than just singing those trail songs. And even those songs themselves had these deep influences. And, you know, you have the English, Scottish, Irish tradition, and, and then you have the, the black cowboys, and you just realize it's it's... It's this really uh, varied uh, tradition that allows you to play all kinds of music to tell that story.
Clemens and Andy Hedges playing some good old tunes on our stage. In that set, we heard Payday, written by Mississippi John Hurt, a traditional song, The Ballad of the Bull Weevil, the San Francisco Bay Blues, which was written by Jesse Fuller in 1954, and another traditional song, Going Down the Road Feeling Bad. It's time now to take a short break. When we come back, let's head down to the vault to see what Mark Jones has come up with this week. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Let's take a trip down into the vault like we do every week to see uh, what's going on with my buddy Mark Jones and see if he's found any good old music for us. Hey, Mark, how's it going down here? David's going real good. How's things out at your house? Well, things are pretty good. We're just plugging along as usual. Got a couple new calves on the farm and... Uh-huh. Uh, Huh. Just uh, getting ready to cut some firewood, I think. All right. Well, you'll probably need it for <laughs> sure. Sooner or later. Hey, what have you found for us this time? Dave, I was walking through here, and I I saw this name, and I vaguely remember this fella. I, I don't know. You may know him better than I do, but he was played for a lot of the square dances and a good fiddle player. I listened to some of it, and he's a a real good fiddle player, played for dances, but I just 
18th placing in my memory. Who was that? Charlie Richardson. I remember Charlie Richardson pretty well. He lived over near Oxley, Arkansas, probably about 35 or 40 miles from here, uh, closer, of course, to Fox, where I live. And uh, he used to come to the musicals that I attended at Lonnie Lee's house at Fox. Lonnie was an old sawmiller, and and uh, every Saturday night, I mean every Saturday night, there was always a musical at Lonnie's house. Folks would come out of the woods with their fiddles and banjos and guitars, and they'd push the furniture back, and the kids would square dance. And it was, it was really the last of the old-time musicals that used to be in every community in the days before radio and uh, television. And Charlie would come and play the fiddle. And, and I remember this about Charlie. He, he would get there and he'd come in and he'd play. And his, he was okay. And, and then he'd say, boys, I got to go turn the truck around. And he'd, he'd go outside for a while and he'd come back in. And by gosh, his fiddling would be better. And he, boy, pretty soon he'd be fiddling up a storm. But after he turned the truck around a few more times, his fiddling would kind of drop off. And I was kind of naive and young then, but I figured out later what turn the truck around means you were going to go out to the truck and have a little nip from that bottle you kept in the back of the truck. And those first few nips would improve his fiddling, and then a few more nips, and they would start to drop off. So what have you got him? What's he playing? Well, you know, this recording is Gold Rush. And so I don't know if you ever heard him play that, but he does a good job. I'll bet I did. Let's listen to fiddler Charlie Richardson play a little Gold Rush. Mark, that brings back some memories now of hearing Charlie play. It sure does. I, you know, I mean, he was a great fiddler. I didn't, I didn't know him that well, but I sure appreciate his musical. He knew a heap of old tunes, that's for sure. And he was one of the, really one of the last of the good old time fiddlers that we used to have around here. Well, there may be a few more crop up here in the days, not too long from now, and and we'll. Maybe you and I can go listen to him at a place like Lonnie Lee's. Yeah, I'll bet. Well, look, thanks a lot, Mark. I'll see you next week. Dom Flemons is originally from Phoenix, Arizona, and currently lives in the Washington, D.C. area. Flemons is a songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, producer, actor, music scholar, and historian. He's considered an expert player on the banjo, guitar, harmonica, jug, percussion, quills, fife, and rhythm bones. In 2018... Flemons released a solo album titled Dom Flemons Presents Black Cowboys on the record label Smithsonian Folkways and received a Grammy nomination for Best Folk Album at the 61st Grammy Awards. Andy Hedges is a songster, reciter, storyteller, guitarist, and collector of cowboy songs and poems. The son of an Italian schoolteacher and a rodeo cowboy turned preacher, Andy was born in Lubbock, Texas in the spring of 1980. 
He grew up in the small community of Tokyo, Texas, where his family paid rent on an old farmhouse by looking after a few head of cattle. It was there that Andy fell in love with traditional music by listening to his father's cassettes of cowboy songs. Here are Dom and Andy on our stage playing a set of cowboy songs. with the star on his breast every white man and an Indian tribe who was the baddest man that ever was alive he's a U.S. Marshal and a Lone Ranger he's a Lone Ranger Bass Reeves' name broad-shouldered and six feet tall rode a sorrel that could outrun them all Master of a pistol, master of disguise He looked every man he caught now dead in the eyes Cause he's a U.S. Marshal And a Lone Ranger He's a Lone Ranger Bass Reeves' his name Born a slave down in Arkansas Lived with his master and his dear old mom Mom said, son, you ain't free but you know anything you want, though, if the mister don't see. Now he's a U.S. Marshal and a Lone Ranger. He's a Lone Ranger. Bass Reeves' his name. i tell you one other thing. Master called Bass Reeves to a gambling game. Bass's freedom was the state that he made. Now, Master cheated. You ought to heard the sound of Bass's hoof beats as Master hit the ground. Now he's a U.S. Marshal. And a Lone Ranger He's a Lone Ranger Bass Reeves' name Breaking the song, getting down to business, and it won't be long. Whether in Muskoka, a hundred miles around, they call Bass Reeves, he's bound to track you down. Cause he's a U.S. Marshal and a Lone Ranger. He's a Lone Ranger, Bass Reeves' his name.
Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Buck Ramsey, who was another big influence on me, when, when it was asked, what makes a song a cowboy song? A cowboy song is any damn song a cowboy feels like singing. And so it's kind of that songster <laughs> attitude that we're not limited by one genre or tradition. And so all of that was in my head, and I was wanting to connect with people like Dom. You know, I was inspired by his work and his knowledge of uh, American music, and uh, and so we ended up corresponding a bit, and uh, I do remember recommending him for the Cowboy Poetry Gathering in Elko, and that's actually, I believe, where we met the first time was in Elko. Yeah, that was the first Elko. time we met in person. Mm-hmm. What year was that? 2015, That, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, we just became fast friends, you know, we... Uh, we immediately started talking music and swapping tunes and just having a great time. And that's, I, I feel like it's just sort of naturally spills out on stage uh, that we can kind of tell these stories together and swap material and kind of bring the audience in on our uh, bowl session. Old timers in the neighborhood with bandy words on who was good at puncher jobs for hours on end when I was just a kid. They'd get wall-eyed and paw and ball and swear, by damn, I know them all. If and Josh wasn't the best trail herder, I'll eat my beaver lid. Well, down and dirty, I'm the dealer. Oh, Bob Seward's best damn peeler ever snapped a bronc out. Just give me one he broke. <laughs> give, you say? That's what I heard. You're right that Bob's a tough old bird, but better practice cactus picking and work on your spur stroke. You can't stay a straddle one of his'n when she pops the plug and goes to fizzin'. It'll be adios, caballo, and howdy to the nurse. They'd move from bickering bronco peelers to rawhide hands and fancy healers. Red Carlin, young Mac Philbrick, they'd testify and curse. They'd analyze Link Taylor's cutting. His bag splitting away a calf D nuttons, pure asking for trouble. Besides, he don't cut by the sign. You cut your calves by the moon? Keep on night, Brandon. Pretty soon the sheriff will change your address and you'll be twisting hair and twine. On they'd rave and postulate about who was fair and who was great, and I'd sit there in the hot dust and never say a word. But in their jousting verbal battle amongst the barbs and boasts and prattle, I sat in youthful judgment as they sorted out the herd. So I came early to understand the name of every top hand in my scope of country from hearing tough hands talk. But when they'd crow and blow and boast, the one name that came up the most was a wily wild horse runner they simply called Old Proc. You boys start them, I'll stop them, old Proc would say. Then he'd cut them off at some escape route and wheel and bring them in. Proc thinks horse, I'd heard them say. And finally there came the day that I would get to meet this fabled mounted paladin. My mother's father, John McKay, up and said one fine spring day while I was staying with him, Minnie, get your bonnet. Let's go up by Castle Rock and see some country visit Proc. If you're late, I'll be upset. You can bet your life upon it. Well, he never paused for her reply, and my grandma fussed around, and I asked Grandpa, is that the wild horse man? That's him, my grandpa said. And as we ricocheted and bounced our way in a tobacco-stained green Chevrolet, my grandpa told Proc stories and chewed and spit and sped. 
From all the stories Grandpa told me, I felt like an authority on this Ranahan Joe Proctor who came north with Texas cattle. His wife had been the J.O. Cook, and Proc had sparked and won and took her for his bride. And they fought and won the homestead battle. I couldn't wait to meet Mr. Proc, whose peers all praised his ways with stock. But when his calloused hand gripped mine, surprise hit me in waves. Those old-time cowboys who cut no slack deemed it unimportant that Proc was black. And it wasn't worth a mention that Joe Proctor's folks were slaves. Wally McCray. Well, also, Absolutely. when you get into a specialty type of music, you know, it, it, you're always looking for other people to talk about your research with. And, yeah. you know, and it's been interesting. I don't know if you, you feel the same way about this, Andy. At, at certain points when researching, you can find that some songs haven't been analyzed again since the original moment that they were analyzed, sometimes back in ni before the First World War at times, over 100 years sometimes. And all of a sudden, as a modern person... You can look at that history book in a, in a different type of way, and I found that there's been some revelations with that. But a lot of our conversations, we're able to kind of keep that moving. And again, when when you're in a world where not everybody knows the deep history and the deep cuts of history, it's um, it's 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 beautiful to be able to have a friend that you can speak to about indeed, that. Indeed, indeed. And then play music as well, and that's also a thing too. I love Andy's playing, and and it's great to be able to to join in with him and it's just great to get to play music with him. When you get down to Holbrook, you won't find me there. Good Lord, I caught the first thing smoking down the road somewhere. Caught the first thing smoking down the road somewhere. Cause I caught the steel pony and boys, I'm gonna ride. Getting far too old to follow this here herd. Good Lord, I caught the first thing smoking down the road somewhere. Caught the first thing smoking down the road somewhere. Cause I caught the steel pony and boys, I'm gonna ride. Figure six. I'm a pool porter now, good Lord, I caught the first thing smoking down the road somewhere. Caught the first thing smoking down the road somewhere. Cause I caught the steel pony and boys, I'm going to ride home, you know, down that trail.
lemons that untold that guitar down good lord i caught the first thing smoking down the road somewhere now when you get over there you won't find me because i caught my steel pony and boys i'm going to ride get it one more time come on no sis play like you knock yourself That was Dom Flemons and Andy Hedges playing at our annual Cowboy Gathering. First, we heard a song written by Dom about the legendary black U.S. Marshal Bass Reeves. He's a lone ranger. Followed by Andy reciting a Wallace McRae poem, Old Proc. Next, we heard another Dom Flemons original, The Steel Pony Blues. We're going to take another short break now. When we come back, Charlie Sandage profiles our very own Ozark original cowboy poet Glenn Orland with an archival recording of Glenn reciting the classic Wallace McRae poem, Reincarnation. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Author, folklorist, and songwriter Charlie Sandage presents an historical portrait of the people, events, and indomitable spirit of Ozark culture. Here's Charlie. You're going to be treated to a little different type of music now. One of our regular performers here has a ranch up on the mountain, up overlooking Mountain View here, up on Dodd Mountain. He's recognized all over the United States as a singer of traditional cowboy songs, uh, also, uh, as a musician, he plays a lot of the traditional tunes played by the American Cowboys. Also, quite a storyteller, and he does has a large repertoire of the poetry that's associated with cowboys. We'd like for you to get a chance to meet him and hear him. So would you greet now Glenn Orland. Thank you. I'm going to start out with an old song about a ranch cook. His name was Boomer Johnson. Well, Mr. Boomer Johnson was getting old in spots, but you don't expect a bad man to go wrestling pans and pots. Boomer done his share of killing, but his draw was getting slow. He quits a punching cattle and he goes to punching dough. 
Well, the foreman up and hired him, thought the years had rode him tame, but a snake don't get no sweeter by the changing of his name. The great majority of regular performers at the Ozark Folk Center have always been folks from right around the Stone County area. And among them, Glenn Orland was most assuredly a little different type. Glenn was born in Minneapolis, but he began working in Nevada as a ranch hand at the age of 16. After a hitch in the U.S. Army, years as a working cowboy and rodeo hand all across the western U.S., he found his way to the Arkansas Ozarks in the early 1950s, looking for a cheap land where he could live out the dream of many old wranglers and run his own little ranch. But along the way, Glenn had picked up hundreds of authentic cowboy songs, poems, and stories. When the Ozark Folk Center opened in 1973, a repository of a whole different American folk tradition was available just up on Dodd Mountain. Now killing folks and cooking ain't so very far apart. I reckon that's why Boomer kept a practice in his art. With the front side of his pistol, he could cut a pilot slick. He rolled it with the barrel just to make the edges stick. But One local would-be songwriter described Glenn as an authentic Ozark, genuine singing Scandinavian cowboy. I do a lot of the old cowboy poems and and one I often get asked to do is written by Wally McRae up in Montana. And it's a real serious subject. Maybe it'll be some comfort to you. It's about reincarnation. So it goes like this. What is reincarnation? A cowboy asked his friend. It starts, his old pal told him, when your life comes to its end. They comb your hair and wash your neck and clean your fingernails puts you in a padded box away from life's travails. Now the box in you goes in a hole that's been dug in the ground. Reincarnation starts in when you're planted beneath that mound. Them clods melt down just like the box and you who is inside. And that's when you're beginning your transformation ride. And in a while the grass will grow upon your rendered mound until someday upon that spot a lonely flower is found and then a horse may wander by and graze upon that flower that once was you and has now become your vegetative bower now the flower that the horse done eat along with his other feed makes bone and fat and muscle that's essential to the steed but there's a part that he can't use and so it passes through, and there it lies upon the ground, this thing that once was you. <laughs> and if perchance I should pass by and see this on the ground, I'll stop a while and I'll ponder at this object that I've found, and I'll think about reincarnation and life and death and such, and I'll come away concluding why, you ain't changed all that much. Thank you. <laughs> you could characterize Glenn's onstage presentation style as wry or authentic, but perhaps the best adjective would be unpredictable. Thank you. There's one more verse, but mercifully I forgot it, so... You know, I don't like it too darn much myself, but... 
gonna sing a song from old Mexico for you. It's called Que Rayos. That literally means what raised, but it's used in the sense of what's the matter. So it goes like this. Glen Olin was known and treasured far beyond Mountain View, Arkansas. In 1985, he was named a National Heritage Fellow by the National Endowment for the Arts. He appeared twice on Garrison Keillor's Prairie Home Companion, and he performed at festivals all across the U.S. and Canada. In 1973, the University of Illinois Press published his collection of his favorite cowboy songs entitled The Hellbound Train. We'll leave Glenn singing the title song from an LP based on that collection. My imps torment you forevermore Then the cowboy awoke with an anguished cry his clothes were wet and his hair stood high And he prayed as he had never prayed before To be saved from hell's front door His prayers and pleadings were not in vain For he never Thanks, Charlie. I'm going to finish up today's show with a couple more classic tunes from Andy Hedges and Dom Flemons. Together, Dom and Andy explore the songs of the Old West and often overlooked music of African-American cowboys. Jack Thorpe published the first book of cowboy songs in 1908. His book included one of the most popular songs of the genre, Little Joe the Wrangler. Part of my mission, you know, might be to, in some ways, try to save some aspects of this culture that are fast disappearing, uh, like these, you know, the the storytelling, the poetry, the old time music, and it's it's the same story as it is anywhere else in America that, you know, you can go deep within these cultures and and sometimes you might find that they're listening to top forty radio or something, and you have to look pretty hard to find the real stuff, and it's often been outsiders coming in that really see the value in these cultural traditions, yeah. saving them, and then in some ways giving it back to the culture wow. and yeah. hopefully inspiring young people that are growing up ranching, farming, or whatever the tradition is to maybe take that on. And uh, and so I, I think you see that all over America. You know, you've seen that happen, you know, just like the urban folk singers in the 1950s going into the Deep South. Yeah. And, really saving the music of people like Mississippi John Hurt. Little Joe the Wrangler will never wrangle more 
His days with the Ramuda, they are done. Just a year ago, last April, he joined the outfit here, a little Texas stray and all alone. Twas long late in the evening, he rode up to the herd on a little old brown pony he called Chaw. With his broken shoes and overhauls, a harder looking kid you never in your life had seen before. His saddle was a southern cack built many years ago, an okay spur on one foot idly hung. When his hot roll in a cotton sack was loosely tied behind, and the canteen from the saddle horn he'd slung. He said he'd had to leave his home, his daddy'd married twice, and his new ma beat him every day or two. So he saddled up old Chaw one night and lit a shuck this way. Thought he'd try and paddle his own canoe. Said he'd try and do the best he could if we'd only give him work. But he didn't know straight up about a cow. So the boss, he cut him out a mountain, kindly put him on. For he sort of liked the little stray somehow. Taught him how to herd the horses, learned to know them all. To round them up by daylight if he could. To follow the chuck wagon and to always hitch the team. And help the Cossinero rustle wood. We'd ridden to Red River and the weather had been fine. We were camped out on the south side in a bend. When a norther commenced to blow in and we doubled up our guard, where it took all hands to hold the cattle then. Little Joe the Wrangler was called out with the rest and scarcely had the kid got to the herd. When the cattle they stampeded like a hailstorm long they flew and all of us were riding for the lead. Between the streaks of lightning could hear a horse ahead Twas little Joe the Wrangler in the lead He was riding old Blue Rocket with the slicker above his head Trying to catch the leaders in their speed At last we got them milling and kinda quieted down The double guard back to the camp did go But one of them was missing and we all knew at a glance was our little Texas stray, poor Wrangler Joe. Next morning, just at sunup, we found where Rocket fell, out in the washout 20 feet below. Beneath his horse, mashed to a pulp, his horse had rung the knell on our little Texas stray, poor Wrangler Joe. Little Joe the Wrangler. Thank you so much, Darren. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Darren. Yeah, thrilled to be here. We love the uh, Ozark Folk Center and everything that happens here. And thank you so much for supporting us. Because as as we mentioned before, this has been an ongoing conversation. And one of the things that Andy and I have wanted to do, we just decided one day, let's just start doing some gigs. And we just started to forge a path to try to play some music together. And we just get to swap stories and songs and uh, calling ourselves the Cowboy Songsters. And it's a, it's been beautiful, you know. And we were just at, up in New York City where Andy had his his first uh, show up there, and, and he just uh, he just won those people over just uh, with his, his beautiful music. And, and they're still raving about it up in New York now. 
to me ain't nobody's business but my own the way that ain't nobody's a dirty business how my baby treats me it ain't nobody's business but my own hey baby did you get my letter if you take me back i'll treat you better it ain't nobody's business but my own the way that ain't nobody's a dirty business how my baby treats me it ain't nobody's business but my own to rule me it ain't nobody's business but my own well it ain't nobody's a dirty business how my baby treats me it ain't nobody's business but my own Thank you all for uh, being at this event. Thanks for having us. We hope you have a wonderful night and uh, hope to see you down the trail somewhere. African-American musician Dom Flemons playing the bones with renowned cowboy poet Andy Hedges singing the Mississippi John Hurt song, Nobody's Business. That song was preceded by Dom singing Little Joe the Wrangler. 
If you're interested in cowboy culture, I encourage you to listen to Andy's excellent podcast, Cowboy Crossroads, fascinating interviews from the working cowboy West and beyond. That's about it for this week. Tune in next week for more music and folklore from the Ozark Mountains. I'm your host, Dave Smith. Thanks for listening. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from Arkansas State Parks, a division of the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. The Committee of 100 proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government-guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar. Mm-hmm.